0: Off the Ball with BetDak.com, the sports betting exchange. Serious about sports 24-7. Every season, every sport, every team.
1: Alright, we're going to speak with French legend Philippe Saint-André in just a couple of minutes with first Brian Driscoll. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Not the worst opening weekend to the Six Nations for Ireland and yet at the same time, when you go 13-0 up at home, there's always a sense of balls, we could have won that.
2: Yeah, we we could have. I thought 13 points was a huge scoreline. Um, All things considered, you know, the day that was in it, how much defences were on top. I wasn't overly um, optimistic uh, before the game. I really thought that Wales had the number on us. But it just shows we're such a well-drilled team. And irrespective of the personnel, yeah, I just think we have such a clear understanding as to what we want to achieve in the game and how we do it. And there was a little bit more risk involved in in the game, a lot more ball in hand. Incredibly, the ball was in, in play for 39 minutes. That is a staggeringly long length of time uh, to get it almost for a full half in play is is exceptional. Yeah. So, to come out with it, I don't think it was the worst draw in the world, being honest, because I felt the momentum was with Wales uh, coming into that half time and I felt that they'd push on and win in the second half.
1: Yeah, and I suppose they missed kicks and bigger went off, and there's a, a number of reasons.
2: Yeah, I think as well, to be honest with you, as much as, the, you know, there was five line breaks from Ireland to to Wales zero. Yeah, I think they had two of the much better opportunities. I think if Priestland hadn't shinned the ball across, there was two men on the outsides, and the cross field kick pass. Uh, it was Liam Williams and um, and James. I think were wide open. That had gone to hand. You know, five pointer maybe seven. And that other one where Trimble in the first half hit Alan Wyn Jones. Yeah, ball and all tackle. That um, was just a little bit lazy from Alan Wynn you know, in, in not keeping his depth, and we we analyzed it on TV afterwards, and he he was way ahead of the play, and if you had it, maybe an outside back there, I think that's a score. So it's a forward line. It was, and it's unlike him because he's not a lazy type player. He's a big engine on him, but he just, he was ahead of Luke Charteris. And then, so he had to slam the brakes on and that just, you know, just takes a, you know, a hundredth of a second is all it needs to for, for that pass to be stopped. And Trims, and Fern's read it brilliantly as he always does.
1: So, so just scroll back to the when we were at the roadshow and everybody was predicting a Wales win. Do we massively overrate Wales? Is there, or did they?
2: I think they underperformed. Right. I, I don't think they were at the races Um comparatively to the World Cup. I think they're a much better they looked as though they're a much better form team at the World Cup. I think they they looked a small bit blunt at times. We got a bit narrow in defence, but they didn't they didn't carve us open. You know, they're a team that are very, very skillful and they've got obviously huge ball carriers, but they have an ability to play this fifteen man game. They scored some cracking tries at the World Cup. I yeah. just don't think we saw any of it at the end. I don't know. They teams can have an off day. Wales are in my experience, historically better as the competition does go on, uh, can be slow out of the blocks, yeah. and they were on this occasion. You know, for them to go down thirteen points, you know, it's a it's a big number in in a Six Nations game. Thirteen points.
1: So you'd still make them favourites to win the tournament, um, or do we suddenly come back into
2: the? No, wrecking? we're back in the mix. Yeah, yeah, like it's. We're not—it's real Irish. We don't do no middle ground. No. It's like no we're, we, we're wooden spoon contenders. To now, gonna France are going to get a hide at the weekend. So I—I I think that I have to say, I haven't seen the team again the way they played. I would be a lot more confident going over to France, and there's nothing to fear there.
1: Yeah, I think the thing that transformed most people's expectations was that Sexton played really well. He played as well as he can, or he showed glimpses of him being able to to play at the level which makes him an elite out half, and that transforms. All the things that you think about
2: Ireland. Well, he's, he's Ireland's most important player. Full stop. Um, in the past, it's been John Hayes, you know, trying to lock down a scrum. Um, but Johnny Sexton, since he came into the Irish setup, has been Ireland's most most important player. He's just he's pivotal to pulling all the strings. And when he goes well, the team goes well. Yeah, it's as simple as that. So he had one of his better games. Yeah, you you know, picked a lot of. Good options. He passed when he needed to he put the ball in behind. You know when when there was no options. Um, you know for a running game. So I think he, he was very very strong uh, defensively. you know, pretty good. His usual self. He ne- he's never shying away from any any collisions, particularly when Jamie Roberts is coming down that channel.
1: Yeah, the, the whole thing as well about the Leinster pack being the backbone of the Ireland pack and them having been bossed
2: around Europe. It all disappeared. Really. Like, yeah, they they really fronted up. It's it's. It's a a performance that they should be very proud of, um, because I think looking at the team now, I, I still think, um, we we're lacking a bit of dynamism in this in the second row. I think Mike McCarthy's great; he's a real nuisance and he's a workhorse. But I I would you know you you really feel as though someone like Ian Henderson would add add a huge amount to that yeah. uh, to that second row combination. Exciting to see Sean O'Brien. Back in the team, you know, that back row looks spicy now with, with Stander and, and Jamie Heaslip in there. Yeah. You know, a lot of pressure taken off, Johnny, with the ball carrying. So, you know, they're, they're now France have a couple of people to deal with, um, you know, such as the, the quality of standards carry.
1: One of the, the things that we were worried about was the form of individual players as well. And that all kind of lifted with the Ireland jersey and not necessarily something that we always assumed we were going to be able to do. We always felt historically that the provinces needed to be going quite well. But now that's gone. That's kind of that link. It seems to be broken. That's a big sea change in Irish rugby and quite an important step forward.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, obviously, it's important. You, you, you tend to equate provincial form into you know. It tends to be needed to go in and and perform at international level at Six Nations level. Um, and we've had the luxury of the provinces. One province more often than not going well in Europe. Yeah. So even if others are struggling. You know the the confidence and and the belief of those people piggyback on 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 that, um. But yet you know three of the of the provinces out of the main tier of Europe and then Connacht obviously into the quarterfinal is new territory for us and, um, I think you you have to probably isolate the two. I think this Irish team together, such was the disappointments of the World Cup, they wanted to right those wrongs. Yeah. I think you really felt it in their intent at the weekend and how they went out and didn't matter what personnel was it was you know I thought um, Nathan White had a really good game Jack McGrath really good game Yeah McGrath was great um, I, I, I just think everyone was very very solid I, there mightn't have been any star performance the standard you know was very good and Johnny was good but I think everyone performed quite well,
1: yeah, which is a brilliant point where suddenly people become interchangeable and we're not as reliant on individuals, even though obviously that's all you know, sex and display well.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, it's great, but we we thought that before the world cup as well, and then we did lose five key players, yeah. so I think provided you, you know, it depends on where the personnel are lost, sure. Um, And a bit of warning
1: helps as well. It's not like a
2: a week you're going, oh, I'm doing you, 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 you and you. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you you know, Tommy's going to be out. Um, Obviously, Lukey was out late. He would have been in the mix. Pete has been out, you know, since the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, So these sort of guys, uh, Mike Ross has been out, you know, five or six weeks. So, yeah, they knew that there's there's a planning succession for other players to come in. And so Nathan White must have known, particularly after Marty Moore. Getting injured in the in the last European game, he must have thought this is my opportunity. Yeah, and in fairness to him, he 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 played really solidly. Um, we'll talk
1: a good bit about the French performance uh, in a couple of minutes when we speak with Philippe Saint Andre. But um, in terms of how Ireland should approach the game against France, the game the game plan changes
2: significantly because of what we've seen from France last week. Does it? It's really hard because all of the footage that would have been accumulated and that would have been a lot going back over the World Cup and last year's Six Nations because it's a new coach sort of gets thrown out the window Yeah, and Joe analyzes would analyze teams to death and ordinarily I would say he'd have their number but because he's only got 80 minutes to be able to f- properly go back and analyze Yeah, I think he'll still be able to Quite an unstructured 80 minutes as well Yeah it was I think he'll still be able to look at certain things and feel there's traits involved particularly from a defensive point of view and then Get them to set up in one way, and then he'll he'll be able to counteract that with 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 certain power plays and so on, where the you know the team will know three or four phases in advance what exactly they're what they're going to do. Gonna do yeah. yeah, so they'll, we'll definitely see a few of them again. Um, but it's more difficult. He would have preferred probably to have gotten France towards the end. Yeah. Uh, of the competition because you get more games to to analyze them,
1: and also there's six changes to the French team as well. So you're kind of going all right. <laughs> a third of that team aren't actually even playing this week. Um, from the Ireland perspective. The changes, it, it if it if they're injury based. If Zeebo and Earls are missing out because of injury, then they're completely understandable. It's hard to know if they're entirely injury based because the two lads did train, but Joe always thinks that he wants a full week of training from people. Yeah, but it's hard
2: from a coach's perspective to you know to tell a player that he's not fit. You know, when you say if you're adamant that you're perfect and you're hundred percent, something the players lie a lot about. Yeah, you know, just because you feel. You know, I'll be okay at eighty or eighty five percent. So, I I think half of it has to be with the conviction of the player that no, I'm perfect. I'm grand. Just you take that, um, that 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 doubt out of the uh, out of the coach's mind altogether as to whether you're fit or not, and um, whether he got that from that or not from the players. I don't know. Obviously, Meralzi, um, you know, his concussion. I think that's taken out of his hands, but I don't know. He, Joe does like, um players to train at, you know, at least. Twice, probably that Thursday session, which was the equivalent of a Friday session this week, uh, today's session, um, with a Sunday game. So, oh, sorry, with a Saturday game. I'm yeah. Wrong. Yesterday's yesterday's session would have been important. Would have been pivotal for for everyone to be out there. So
1: maybe that's that was always going to lean towards the two carnies coming back in. If there's any doubt about it,
2: well, I think Rob was. You know, there's a good chance he was going to come back in. I think he's still number one selection of fifteen um he you know i would imagine by his own admission probably hasn't had the greatest season of his career uh, and so there is there are calls for for other people to come in and and potentially replace him there's talk of jared to full back and a lot of you know people up north are talking about McCluskey into 12 and Henshaw to 13 all those are viable combinations but at the same time rob hasn't really done a whole lot you know wrong you know he didn't have a brilliant game against france but he hasn't been Poor internationally. I think yeah. you have to, you have to leave the benefit of the doubt with the player that's in uh, that has been in control of the jersey. Yeah,
1: so that's the loyalty that you earn up. That's the credit in the bank that you earn up.
2: And lads have lads have earned it with with Joe being in Leinster for three years. You know, I think on the 50-50 calls, he's probably still going to sway with with uh, the Leinster guys, the guys that he knows a bit better a bit better than the guys that won for him that have won trophies yeah. um, both in Ireland and, and Leinster with them. Um, and with Dave Carney coming back in does that suggest that the game plan changes
1: a little bit that this might be a bit more kicking that we're going to test the, the back three of France who let's face it don't have a whole heap of experience together certainly
2: yeah well I think from from the game plan point of view I think we are definitely less potent from an attacking point of view with with Dave as opposed to Earls Um, I think Keith is a is a natural born finisher. Dave's very um, capable at, at finishing too, but I think the ability to finish from long distances out that speed that acceleration off the mark yeah. is what puts Keith in a different bracket than some other players. So Dave is is very good in the air. So uh, you know, kick contest maybe more box kicking. He gets his fair share back. So I would envisage we will see a bit of that. And you have to test guys that are relatively unproven at an international level. You know. Madara um, can be a small bit flaky. Um, can he? Yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah, um, and Teddy Tom Toma, or Teddy Toma as uh, Joe Schmidt does like to say. Um, <laughs> he um, he's a very very nice player, yeah. very very skillful. Johnny talked about him in racing, very good, just a bit raw.
1: Yeah, the the players that they're picking, they are kind of old school French guys, a bit like our next guest, Philippe Saint Andre, but uh, they don't have that sense of collectivity just yet it's No going to take a long but
2: time it's it, when one style has been beaten into for the last four years Yeah It's I um, always <laughs> say it before Philippe comes and joins us um, It's it, you know, it's, it's very hard to to just immediately go and, and revert to something else It's very very difficult to do that
1: Alright well we'll uh, take a stroll down memory lane with Philippe saint and we'll get his take on the current French team right after these off the Ball with
2: BetDAC.com, the sports
0: betting exchange, serious about sports 24-7. Every season, every sport, every team. All
1: right, you're very welcome back to uh, Off the Ball this Friday evening. Brian Driscoll is still with us, um, but also with us, a real genuine heavyweight of the game. We've got Philippe Saint-André. Bienvenue. Good afternoon. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, very well. Very, very well. Um, so there was a couple of things that we'd like to talk to you about, obviously. Uh, one is your own career as a player, because... I fell down a YouTube wormhole today and started looking at some amazing tries
0: that your team <laughs> had scored. The try from the end of the world, do you remember that one? Oh yes, well, long, long time ago. 1994 yeah. in New Zealand.
1: Yeah, the, the game is nearly over, you're getting beaten by New Zealand, you'd won the first game yeah. and uh, you pick up the ball deep inside your own 22.
0: Yes, and after it was an amazing tr- amazing try with some pass unbelievable from uh, it was French flair, but it was long, long times ago. But just, I remember, because I was captain in 1994, and I beat New Zealand three times when I was captain consecutively. So I was thinking it's easy, you know. And after coach with a French team, I play five times New Zealand, and they smash us five times consecutively.
2: I have beaten you? them three times consecutively <laughs> in my dreams.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you... When I remember, when I when I was playing earth, I was winning much more games than the last four years of yeah. the coach of my country.
1: The other video that we were looking at was the 1991 game against England. Do you remember that one?
0: Yeah, remember this one.
1: Yeah, so 100,
0: uh, 110 meters try because he, he was uh, the kicker of England, uh, he missed the kick, and we we counterattack from behind the post. And I was lucky, I was a young kid, uh, because all around me was Blanco, Cella, Berbizier. All the guys have 60, 70 caps, and we have two caps. Uh, he's a kick. I say, if I drop the ball, I will be out of the French team for the rest of my life. <laughs> I was lucky I catch the ball. And-
2: I think that's the second best try I've ever seen. Right. I think Gareth Edwards tried because it was, a, you know, Barbarian. With and a against, uh, yeah, yeah, and against New Zealand too. I just think... But like at that try against England, I remember watching it too, um and the s- the soundtrack to of Enigma as well playing the background just made it even better, or one of one of Enigma's tunes, and it just you you could see the way the pa- the, the camera panned to the yeah. kicker. I don't know who who, who the I kicker was. I didn't recognize me either. But, you know, as if uh, we we'll just Hodgkinson, right? It, okay, yeah. Yeah. we'll just wait for you know for twenty to drop out, and then it was like they shifted back <laughs> in a hurry because they were <laughs> off, so we mi- missed the first. Three or four seconds of the counter-attack.
0: But Brian, I remember also some of your try also in instead de France. Uh, uh,
2: I wow. think they pale into insignificance in, I was, I in was, comparison. I
0: was there. Uh, I, uh, I say, but who is this guy? He's from one other planet. Do you know?
2: Played Nothing like playing scared. You <laughs> get to <your> <laughs> to the best of your ability. Uh, the reason that I wanted to
1: talk to you about these and kind of just remind everybody about French Flair is that it's been a while since we've seen it. And I'm interested to get your take on why you feel like France don't play that way anymore?
0: But What is very, it's very difficult. It's, uh, our French league is so competitive and it's so much money involved and, uh, it's like a little bit the, the English soccer. So you have all the best players in the world. But when you are French coach, uh, you realize that in some area it's just overseas player Like, uh, French people don't understand. He said, but we have great club. Like the final of the Heineken Cup, Clermont-Ferrand, Toulon. 46 players. In 46 players, I had just eight guys that I can pick in the French team. And on the eight guys, five was on the bench. So after, you must realize that French rugby was superb because young guys was playing. But now for the last six, seven years, we start to be struggling about two problems. The best player, they play 11 months here. So they start by friendly games in July and finish by a a tour end of June with a French team. So they play 11 months and the rugby now is so competitive, so tough, so hard, so physical, that it's impossible. And second, it's that our young player from 17 to 25, they don't play, they don't have game time. Or they play maybe three games, four games, five games, because in each squad it's around 15, 16, 18 international players, but from all over the world. So we start to have a, a big problem in France, and we need a, we need to to make some some right decision.
1: Yeah, I mean that's clearly an issue that they have. Where you know you look at Toulon, and I can't name the French players in the Toulon team. Certainly the one that uh, the ones that have won the Heineken Cup, Freddy.
0: Okay. No, Freddy Michalak was on the bench. Yeah. No, he was Mathieu Bastaro and uh, Guillaume yeah, Guerrero yeah, and yeah. Tius Born, the scrum half. And those three guys were in the French team. Yeah. But all the other uh, are world class players because he's a World 15, you know. Mm. But he was Lobe, uh, mm. Habana, uh, Drew Michel, yeah. Matt Guito, Carl yeah. Lehmann, Harley Williams.
2: Like he's Bota, Bat yeah. Is
0: Bota. yeah, so it's an amazing team. It's an amazing team. It's it's world fifteen.
1: And there's been no there's been no spin-off in terms of the popularity of the game, or do you feel like the game so,
0: so the the only thing is it's the top fourteen now is so strong, the economy is so strong, the, the, the TV right is so huge. Then at the moment uh, the the French rugby is top 14. Also people say, but why are you go in tour with the French team in June? It's useless yeah. because the guys are absolutely uh, knackered, Sorry yeah. for my English. Yeah, yeah. But you know, international game. If you want the New Zealand, if you want an Australia or South Africa, come in November. You need to go in June because it's yes, yeah, cycle. It's it, a cycle. It is yeah. a cycle. Yeah. And also, if if you want World Rugby, if you want the New Zealand can pay the players, you need to go there. But in French rugby, we don't understand this, so do you know, and it was a huge battle because the first two years of my mandate, I tried to change this, so I have a a big war with a club, big war with a federation, and I didn't arrive to to make any change, you know.
1: Yeah, in terms of the style of play that you wanted the team to play, did you want them to play the way you played as a player, or did you decide that that didn't work anymore?
0: but to to be honest, also I am a former winger, so do you know uh, you want you want uh, you want and your winger touch more ball possible, you want a quick game, you want uh, because the international game no it's quick, it's speed, it's skillful. But when you have guys play eleven months here, what they do? They play they drive take the three points, drop goal and everything. But they don't want to play the games of 40, 42 minutes of game time mm-hmm. because you play 38, 40 games. So me, what I wanted, I wanted like a little bit the system of Ireland or New Zealand. It's the 30 best players are paid by the French Federation. And after you can train them, you can do speed with them because the biggest, biggest problem with the French rugby at the moment it's that our players don't do any speed because they don't have pre Yeah, And because they play 11 months, the coach doesn't want that the guys are injured. So they don't take the risk to do full of speed. So in club level, it's okay. But when you play international level and when you play against guys are ready, are focused just about this intensity and this type of game, we are struggling. And the last four, f- four years, we were okay against the team between. Six and twenty in the E.R.B. But all the time we play one team in the top four. We they were won. struggling. Yeah, we were struggling.
1: Did you notice that the French, um, over the period of time of your career, at the start their fitness levels were kind of similar to yours, and then over a period you got better and better, and were able to kind of gas them as as matches went
2: on? Um, <clears throat> or maybe not. It, oh. I, yeah. It probably when you look back on it now, it, it's it seems more evident than when you're in in that moment. I think definitely when you look back to my first game against France was 2000 and comparatively to the later years, I think you also hear a huge amount of players that have gone to France. And in, invariably the, the club setup in France is not nearly as professional as the setup up in, in the UK and in, and in Ireland. And I think you hear that from players from the likes of Johnny Sexton and those guys that have gone away, guys who've been on Lions tours, the Welsh boys that have been over in France. It the, the setups don't seem to have the same level of expertise as well as, um just general professionalism. And so, when you start hearing those things, and you 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 start it starts building your confidence. Going, there's no reason that we should put these guys on a pedestal anymore. That we should be absolutely able to beat them. You know more often than we lose to them. Yeah, yeah.
0: But after you know, with French team, you you never know because, you know, in two thousand fourteen for the last game of Brian, uh, and it was a great game but my my young kicker but he was the third choice kicker in Toulouse Jean-Marc Douce. if he makes the kick 22 meters yeah. in front we finish top of the 6th nation we miss this kick you won the 6th nation and us we finish fourth so you you can see that also yeah. high level small details oh, mar- are so much important are, Yeah, the, the margins, margins are,
2: are tiny, are yeah, tiny. I, I absolutely agree with that and you know, that's where p- players, you know, when, when, when you do win a game and you haven't played well, you know, the credit shouldn't be completely lauded on you as much as when you lose a game but have gone well that you shouldn't be ripped to shreds. Yeah. So you have to keep some form of sanity, you know, understanding that the margins can be so tiny at that at that level.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, I agree with you. But what I like with Irish rugby or Welsh rugby, it's when the professional sports Professional rugby started in 1995 and I was still player. Everybody said, oh, the Six Nations is finished. Each year will be England or France. But England and France, we, our league, so important, didn't help international game. And you realize for the last nine, ten years, it's Wales and Ireland win more Six Nations than France and England. So I think what is good and credit for Ireland and Wales, it's you optimize your players, you optimize your system Then, at the moment the French rugby don't do this at all.
2: Do you think France struggled maybe over the course of the last decade or so as well and not had the same level of success that they did in previous years because they couldn't find themselves a consistent out-half that a, was able to stay fit or stay in the team and control things as, as some of the other teams had. We had Ron Nogara and Johnny Sexton. You know, England had Johnny Wilkinson. Um, you know, it was obviously Dan Biggers here now, but Stephen, had, Jones, yeah, right? Stephen Jones for many years. <clears throat> so, yeah,
0: yeah, but I agree with you. But I explained to you: when I was coach, I said, "I will do this. I will put a scrum half and a fly half, and I will not change." And in the beginning, I put Maxime Macheno, a young scrum half, and Frederic Michalak, ten, and I say, "I will stay with this: Macheno and John. Frédéric Michalak after didn't play anymore with Toulon after he stopped to play fly half with Toulon he was playing scrum half to Toulon so after you are the coach of the country you won't pick one guy's fly half mm-hmm. he don't play anymore in this club this position and after the biggest problem it's For me, no, rugby is so quick, so physical. And we can see uh, last week the the game Wales, Alan Wales, I I think it was fantastic. About the intensity, the last 20 minutes was unbelievable. But us, our players, they don't have any precedent. They have four weeks holidays and they start to play a game. Us, we need, we need like all the, in professional sports about American football, rugby league, hockey. Rugby union in Ireland or in New Zealand, the guys have three three months of break to be fresh mentally and physically and and work the skills. Yeah, us our players don't do this anymore, and this it's the biggest problem in French
1: rugby. So the the French players don't actually have the skill set anymore either to implement the game plan.
0: That because yeah, but because they don't work. We just it's just about economy, and when it's economy. You manage economy, so you manage eleven months competition. That's it.
2: So, do you reduce the numbers in the top fourteen? Do you reduce it to a top Uh, twelve or a top ten? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously get the standard even higher, but as well, obviously then the knock-on effect would be four extra weeks if you reduce it by, you know, exactly because the
0: The percentage of injury. Me, scrum half, in four years, seven scrum half injured, fly half, five fly half injured. I never. Can't keep the same scrum half and fly half more than three games. It was impossible. Also, if I wanted, it was impossible. Yeah. So it's, so it's, and and people don't understand because people say, look, Ireland is all the time the same team. Wales is all the time the same team. But, and Guinoves, I am sure he will want to do it, but you will see already he changed six players about last, last week because also, yeah lot of injury because also when the guys don't have the habit to play this intensity to play this speed the the, the body are struggling yes you
2: feel their baseline fitness is not where it needs to be as well as their skill set and that is that is the the guts of the problem
0: yes but they have the quality to do it but we don't give them the time to do it Mm -hmm. imagine because you how many games did you play for Ireland
2: in total, yeah. 133.
0: And how many games you play for your for your province?
2: Not that many more. <laughs> about 186 yeah. so, or 187. I, just
0: I explain to you, because I just write a book. I did a book uh, in France, and uh, a lot of people speak about this. When I arrived coaching, I picked two young guys, and I said, these two guys can be in the best 15 in the world. It was Maestri and Wesley Fofana. The first Six Nations, they were amazing, amazing. Three years after, they had played 120 games in three years. They were absolutely exhausted. Nice. Uh, guys have a problem of knee, ankle, shoulder, one other quadriceps, hamstring, and because they play three years in the row. And this, the so guys never play rugby. They are, but they are professional, but when you know these this sports and when you know the impact and how the body, how tough it is, you need the time to prepare, you need the time to recover. And us, our players, and these two guys, I tell you, they have the potential to be in the best World 15 three years after where I, I was joking, I say it was not the same. It was, it was looking the grandfather. Yeah,
2: yeah, Fafana was it's, amazing. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's like you, you almost need tactical injuries throughout a season. You know, you need. You know, small little things that will keep you out of the game for two and three weeks. Oh, you
1: smile here like, this is try and, you, try and time you're an though. expert at. It. Yeah, you, <laughs> <It's> you, like, <laughs> you,
0: you see, you are crafty players <laughs> and world-class <laughs> players. But you know, Vincent Clair say exactly the same things. Vincent Clair was the best winger for the, the last 10 years. I and a... he said, you needed a, a nice injury <laughs> it's not the first time to be good for <laughs> the Six Nations.
2: <laughs> but you cannot maintain, you, you cannot... Make, maintain a season at a peak. It it comes in peaks and troughs, so you have to. Ideally, you need <laughs> you need to, to choice to mod- your peak. <laughs> you to, you need, exactly, you need to mind yourself in a, in in you know when that when the intensity levels are not as high. Was I mean, it like a hamstring of kind of? of uh, just just How long have you, the you come the shum. Shum. ever feigned an injury for the record? <laughs> but I never discouraged when I got you know picked up something and maybe I took an extra week. Yeah. Just to make sure it was fine because I knew I was getting fresher as a result. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but. And Brian, I think it's fantastic what he say. but us, our players, because they are paid and paid very well by the club. Me also, sometimes I was the French coach. I said, look, you, you, you pull your hamstring, Take one week more to recovery, to come back. But they have so much pressure because the, it's not the French Federation pay them. It's the club. Mm. Then they come back early. And after they are limping, yeah. and they are not 100%. So do you know? And what I propose? I propose that the French Federation need not to take in control the thirty best French players, and after you will see a completely different uh, face and view of of the French. And game. is that happening?
2: Is it or is it because so, so in England that's what's happened with the ZPS. Yeah. So thirty five players get picked, and then they are able to control, um, take them out of certain games prior to Six Nations, during Six Nations, prior to November internationals. So. You know, they obviously give the clubs, I don't know what the sum is, but X amount per player that, that is brought into it. And so they have a little bit more control. Mm. So it's a halfway house. Yeah, it's
0: halfway. Do you know what's happened with the French rugby? Uh, in June, the French team will go in tour in Argentina. But Guinoves can't pick the best French player in the semi-final of the league because the semi-final and final will be during the v- French tour. So That's
2: the World Cup year everything's been delayed back exactly yeah.
0: so, so you realise and act, act at the moment it's a shame but the priority it's not anymore the French team
1: yeah so in retrospect knowing everything you know now would you still take the French job when you got it
0: I tell you yes why because I am a former player I was a former captain of my country and and the French team the French team is something very important. It's where we are wrong in in French rugby at the moment because, you know, we play Romania, we play Canada during the World Cup. It was more than 12 million people watching the game. We play Ireland. It was 14 million people. A good league game in France is 1 million people. Mm. So still, the French team it's very very important and of course because I arrive I have my experience in England also he was already 50-50 because when Kai Woodward won the world cup I was coach of uh, Gloucester so I know the system I say I'm French I will arrive to change the mentality and I will arrive to change and I try I fight a lot I box a lot but I lost the, I lost the battle
1: yeah and yet it seems like you feel it was worthwhile
0: but just because what's the name, I still love the rugby, and I will be behind the French team tomorrow one hundred percent behind behind the, the French team, but I know the difficulty of Guy Noves and you, you, we, we saw last week against Italy,
2: yeah, do you think um the timing of it has passed him by, or do you think he's still very capable of you know of of doing a um,
0: doing the job justice? <sighs> But to be honest, he's the biggest palmarès of uh, French rugby. So in one way, he deserves the job. But second, you know, he's, he's very good about communication. He's very, very crafty, clever, and he's a good manager. But after about rugby size, you have Yannick Brouille with the forwards. You have a young back coach who was in Stade Francais. And, uh, plus, you have a coach of defence. And it's more these guys will do The the rugby is more like a director director of rugby and and a manager, and I think he deserves it. But to be honest, if he fails, and I hope he will not fail, but if he fails, it will be not the problem of the coaching; it will be the problem of our system, and we'll need to find solution.
1: Yeah, Um, just in Ireland, the head coach, the ones who have been successful, and then it comes to an end. It's been difficult for Irish rugby to reintegrate them into the system. Elio Sullivan doesn't work in Irish rugby. Declan Kidney doesn't work in, in Irish rugby at the moment. Do you intend to work in France again? Is, it, is that your plan to get back into it? Or are you taking a break and going, OK, these problems are somebody else's now?
0: To be honest, I I, I was coaching for 18 years and I love it. But uh, one year before the World Cup, I knew if I was successful or no, then I will take a break for two years. Because just I am 49 and I start to enjoy the weekend. The weekend in family because I didn't have weekend. I was player, I was playing each week. You were coach each week. You have a game. After when you are the the manager and selectioner of the French team, or you have a game, or if not, you, you watch twelve games in the <laughs> weekend. So to be honest, I enjoy it. And it's for this also I invest about one academy because I love still rugby and I create one PSA Academy uh, in teen, or it will be Irish children, English children, Italian children, French children, and I will be involved about uh, the skills and the passion of rugby. But at Mm -hmm. the moment, I won't take a break about professional rugby.
1: That's why you're in Dublin today, actually. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, that's that's pretty interesting. Talk to us a bit about this game and this French team, because um, they've picked a bunch of players who have a lot of pace and who look like they're going to be asked to attack from everywhere. It's difficult to switch that on,
2: right? Uh, yeah. or not. maybe it's not. I don't know. I think I think it's difficult because you know there's a new coach will have come in and it's very hard as much as Eddie Jones will have found it hard with England to get him playing exactly in their system in one week. you know I think there's got to be a little bit of leeway given and, and a bit of time to allow their brand to be um, put into effect. So I, th- I think obviously the change up of, of, of combinations, he's trying a few things, maybe, you know, as, as Philippe said, he's resting some guys that, you know, have had a lot of game time, but he's, I think he's definitely cutting himself a little bit of slack and being able to get more guys out there. He's lucky that he won at the weekend and so the pressure is off and so he's able to make those changes and maybe not necessarily have his first 15 out. Yeah. Um, but there's some exciting players um in that team for sure. I think I want to see a bit more of uh, of Danti. You know, he looks like a handful. Yeah,
0: he's, he's um, a good he's a good footballer. Yeah, and he, he would He looks like a nice player. Yeah, um, he would be very good.
2: Uh, do you know, even Madar thrown in there. You know, beside him, will just shore things up a little bit. Just the old head in there, just to be able to give a bit of sanity to it all. Because Gael Fico you know is very very talented. But he's still quite raw, I think.
0: He's very young. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's um, still very young.
2: And then the back three, you know, it's you know, there's a lot of pace there and a lot of finishing capabilities. They're lightning um, quick. Yeah, um, I I I really thought Teddy Tama was going to be uh, a very very good player. I know he's had some injuries, but I'm I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how he kicks on, whether he's able to deliver on what some of the early promise that he showed because he's still another oh, yeah. young guy too he's still
0: a young guy but he has so much talents because it's i pick him in november so much talents he scored two or three try against fiji Score scored amazing try against australia, australia yeah just looking at it there as well and after he didn't play at all i pick him still in the sixth nation he was injured uh, against Ireland. and after he played in 10 months 59 minutes but because also he have so much talents, so Ginoves pick him, and uh, him is quick. He have gas and and he's a he's a match winner. So I think he will, you know it will be a very exciting game uh, tomorrow. And uh, the French team are, are very very young, so it will be it uh, will be a great uh, a great uh, a great game tomorrow. Yeah, do you expect Ireland to win? Uh, no, I, I think. I think uh, France and Guinness will say we are not favourite, you know. But uh, I think the French team will try to target the scrum because Ireland uh, was quite uh, struggling last week against Wales. I think it was the only area uh, you were not uh, at the lo- level than uh, expected. But do you know, after international game, sometimes you don't have a lot of scrum. Uh, I remember one game we against Argentina, we say OK, we need to have a good big prop because the scrum is very important. And the first scrum arrives 39 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know, it's what you see about rugby, an international game. It's completely different. No, it's quick, it's speed, it's skills, it's fitness it's match-winner, it's of, of course about about system. So uh, it will be quite a very exciting and very interesting game tomorrow.
2: Yeah, the, the scrum still is a pivotal part to the game. And interesting, you talk about Argentina, we played them years ago and they had the kickoff, and they decided to kick it one yard so they could have a scrum yeah. immediately to <laughs> set down a marker. And I think we survived it, but it means, it means so much to the pack to... To get the, the the mental edge on your other eight, and we kind of thought, "Oh my god, a scrum after three seconds! This is not this is not what we wanted." But we we survived.
1: I did want to talk to you about the the change between the professional era and the the Five Nations. What it was like at that point, because the tournament still has this incredible. Feeling around it for the fans, particularly the the years that we have our away games in in Twickenham and Paris, they're, they're great cities to go to, and then Edinburgh, and Rome, also great cities to go to. Uh, Cardiff, not so much. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I deliberately left out there. <laughs> I deliberately left that one off the list. But it's a brilliant thing. It's a really kind of intimate, weird sports event, <clears throat> and I, I like you've obviously seen all that on on both sides. As the head coach then in the professional era, was it a completely different thing? Did all that, do you feel any of that disappeared?
0: I think still the Sixth Nation, it's it's amazing for the player, uh, for the supporter, for the atmosphere. After, it's hard, it's when you are coach of the French team and Six Nation, it's so big. And when the game is finished, you have the president of the club rang the guys and say come back straight away because you play the week after because in French rugby still between mm. between game of the Six Nations yeah that's they, the craziest thing they, 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 they still play and, and you know f- about game plan about Scrum Half and Fly Half you have call with a French team and you have a different call with a club and imagine for the guys to change and switch one week to one other it's completely crazy and to be honest me because I think now, and Argentina show us this, and New Zealand, the, the international game is so high and it's so tough that me, I will do a Six nation with uh, uh, five, ge- fi, uh, five games, uh, games at home and games away, and I will put 30 or 40 professional players in France, and they do Six Nations, so 10 games, four or five games, in November, plus the tour in summer, because you realize that, uh, like New Zealand and everything, they play more games for New Zealand than with their with their province. So I will do, I will carry the Six Nations, but I will do aller retour, comme on dit. Right. Uh, okay.
1: That would be your if you ripped up the the.
0: Yes, and also for this, it will be more easy for countries like Ireland or Wales or Scotland or Italy to keep their best player. So less will go to France. So he will bring we'll have young French players will play in the club. Do you understand? Yeah, totally. And also what's the name? Uh, he, he, because it's a fantastic event. And each year you say, Oh, this team is favorite. And you realize and it's all the time one other team win. Mm. And sometimes he arrives on the last game of the of the Six Nations. Do you know?
2: Is, is is there not a bit of a concern though if you overload the international game that there'll be that people will lose interest in if you have too much of one of one side? So you look at this at um, the rugby championship now and the crowds that they're getting in because there just are so many Bledisloe Cup matches and so many games against South Africa that it's like oh here we go again. It just loses the. The, the emphasis of what you know the, the competition is about is this yeah. opportunity this one off opportunity or maybe twice off opportunity to beat your arch enemy
0: yeah but French rugby we have game each week mm. for eleven months mm. and to be honest for a French reporter to come each year in Dublin they will love it. <laughs> mm. You know yeah. don't come once each two years but come once each year I think th- th- they will love it. And it's just about, you know, you need to mix about economy mm-hmm. and also about uh, international uh, game. And I understand exactly what you say. But for the French rugby, it will be also one way for the federation to keep the certified 30, yeah. base player.
1: It would it's definitely an interesting proposal. One last question. Do you still love the game? Did, did the fallout from the World Cup did that in any way damage but, your love of the game?
0: Of course, I, I I love the game. When when you watch the final of the World Cup, you can just love love rugby. You know, when you see the intensity, the skills, the the creativity, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, last week. Uh, I watch Harlan Wells. I enjoy, it. and it was in the end of the game, the last two minutes. No one team drew was not enough for the two teams. So everybody w- wanted to play turnover and turnover. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. After I had four years when you are coach, it's more easy when you win than you, when you lost. So I will not tell you that I have my best four years in my life, but after you need to you need to accept this.
1: Yeah, I think maybe Brian. Sometimes we forget how. You know, we whine about everything in Irish rugby and things go badly for a while, but we do have it okay. The system largely works.
2: Yeah, like we, we could have an awful lot more headaches if we didn't have the system that we have. Um, I also think, we've, you know, we lose the run of ourselves a little bit in understanding our player base. You know, we have significantly fewer players playing uh, than in England and in France in particular. So, yeah, you know, we we're doing okay. And, you know, we've, I, it's, I suppose it's a, it's a Good sign in that we've driven the standards up in in over the last ten or fifteen years to be in the mix most years. And when we fall out of favor or you know or find ourselves down the pecking order, that's not acceptable. Which is a good thing in itself. Yeah,
0: but it, it's it's so true what you say because for Irish people to understand me, I play in the ninety. I play player seven times Harlem. I won seven times. I coach. The French team. I play Ireland five times. We drew twice and we lost three. So, you know, your fan must be very, very pleased about the Irish rugby at the moment. <laughs>
1: We've got it good. Just remind us, Philippe Saint André, there's um, a new academy. That's why you're in Dublin today.
0: Yes, exactly. PSA Academy.
1: Okay, we'll get the, the details of that when we we'll put it out on Twitter as well. It's been a privilege having you with us this evening. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Ireland got going to win. Finally, to you.
2: Oh, I don't know. I think we've way. I'd be way more hopeful now. I think we're not as afraid going to to Paris. So. Playing
1: the poor mouth worked very well for Ireland last week. Ahead yeah. of the Wales game definitely gonna win. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I think. I'm, I'm gonna I'll go with Ireland edging it.
0: Funds by two.
1: Great stuff, last. Thanks very much. Uh, just a quick mention of your academy, Philippe. It's the PSA Academy. Philippe Saint-Andre, PSA. There's a bunch of world-class coaches involved and you can get more details on psaacademies.com. Coming up in the next hour, we've got the crappy quiz, our best stuff from the week and the details on all the amazing stuff we have coming up for you over the weekend right here on Off The Ball.
0: Off The Ball with BetDAC.com The Sports Betting Exchange Serious about sports 24-7 Every season, every sport, every team.